Letter twenty two of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To Benjamin Bailey, Burford Bridge, November twenty two, eighteen seventeen. My dear Bailey, I will get over the first part of this unsaid letter as soon as possible for it relates to the affairs of poor cripps to a man of your nature such a letter as hayden's must have been extremely cutting what occasions the greater part of the world's quarrels simply this two minds meet and do not understand each other time enough to prevent any shock or surprise at the conduct of either party as soon as i had known hayden three days i had got enough of his character not to have been surprised at such a letter as he has hurt you with nor when i knew it was it a principle with me to drop his acquaintance although with you it would have been an imperious feeling i wish you knew all that i think about genius and the heart and yet i think that you are thoroughly acquainted with my innermost breast in that respect or you could not have known me even thus long and still hold me worthy to be your dear friend in passing however i must say one thing that has pressed upon me lately and increased my humility and capability of submission and that is this truth men of genius are great as certain ethereal chemicals operating on the mass of neutral intellect but they have not any individuality any determined character i would call the top and head of those who have a proper self men of power but i am running my head into a subject which i am certain i could not do justice to under five years study and three volumes octavo and moreover i long to be talking about the imagination so my dear bailey do not think of this unpleasant affair if possible do not i defy any harm to come of it i defy i shall write to cripps this week and request him to tell me all his goings-on from time to time by letter wherever i may be it will go on well so i don't because you have suddenly discovered a coldness in hayden suffer yourself to be teased do not my dear fellow oh i wish i was as certain of the end of all your troubles as that of your momentary start about the authenticity of the imagination i am certain of nothing but of the holiness of the heart's affections and the truth of imagination what the imagination seizes as beauty must be truth whether it existed before or not for i have the same idea of all our passions as of love they are all in their sublime creative of essential beauty in a word you may know my favorite speculation by my first book and the little song i sent to my last which is a representation from the fancy of the probable mode of operating in these matters the imagination may be compared to adam's dream he awoke and found it truth 
i am more zealous in this affair because i have never yet been able to perceive how anything can be known for truth by consecutive reasoning and yet it must be can it be that even the greatest philosopher ever arrived at his goal without putting aside numerous objections however it may be oh for a life of sensations rather than of thoughts it is a vision in the form of youth a shadow of reality to come and this consideration has further convinced me for it has come as auxiliary to another favorite speculation of mine that we shall enjoy ourselves hereafter by having what we call happiness on earth repeated in a finer tone and yet such a fate can only befall those who delight in sensation rather than hunger as you do after truth adam's dream will do here and seems to be a conviction that imagination and its imperial reflection is the same as human life and its spiritual repetition but as i was saying the simple imaginative mind may have its rewards in the repetition of its own silent working coming continually on the spirit with a fine suddenness to compare great things with small have you never by being surprised with an old melody in a delicious place by a delicious voice felt over again your very speculations and surmises at the time it first operated on your soul do you not remember forming to yourself the singer's face more beautiful than it was possible and yet with the elevation of the moment you did not think so even then you were mounted on the wings of imagination so high that the prototype must be hereafter that delicious face you will see what a time i am continually running away from the subject sure this cannot be exactly the case with a complex mind one that is imaginative and at the same time careful of its fruits who would exist partly on sensation partly on thought to whom it is necessary that years should bring the philosophic mind such a one i consider yours and therefore it is necessary to your eternal happiness that you not only drink this old wine of heaven which i shall call the redigestion of our most ethereal musings upon earth but also increase in knowledge and know all things i am glad to hear that you are in a fair way for easter you will soon get through your unpleasant reading and then but the world is full of troubles and i have not much reason to think myself pestered with many i think jane or marianne has a better opinion of me than i deserve for really and truly i do not think my brother's illness connected with mine you know more of the real cause than they do nor have i any chance of being racked as you have been you perhaps at one time thought there was such a thing as worldly happiness to be arrived at at certain periods of time marked out you have of necessity from your disposition been thus led away i scarcely remember counting upon any happiness i look not for it if it be not in the present hour nothing startles me beyond the moment the setting sun will always set me to rights 
or if a sparrow come before my window i take part in its existence and pick about the gravel the first thing that strikes me on hearing a misfortune having befallen another is this well it cannot be helped he will have the pleasure of trying the resources of his spirit and i beg now my dear bailey that hereafter should you observe anything cold in me not to put it in the account of heartlessness but abstraction for i assure you i sometimes feel not the influence of a passion or affection during a whole week and so long this sometimes continues i begin to suspect myself and the genuineness of my feelings at other times thinking them a few barren tragedy tears my brother tom is much improved he is going to devonshire whither i shall follow him at present i am just arrived at dorking to change the scene change the air and give me a spur to wind up my poem of which there are wanting five hundred lines i should have been here a day sooner but the reynoldses persuaded me to stop in town to meet your friend christie there were rice and martin we talked about ghost i will have some talk with taylor and let you know when please god i come down at christmas i will find the examiner if possible my best regards to gleeg my brothers to you and mrs bentley your affectionate friend john keats i want to say much more to you a few hints will set me going direct burford bridge near dorking end of letter twenty two